Everybody. Hi. We are back. I'm ac- back. I'm actually in Gay Paris Squeezer right now. Y- yes, it's amazing how, how crisp you know, and it's the future, how crisp and clear we are. No delay. It really is the future. We're we're yeah. we're recording from the past. Oh, that's very clever of you. It's not really that clever. Oh god, I just got in from shitty baseball. God damn it, do I need this beer. <laughs> uh, it's like you come storming in, kicking your shoes off. Where's dinner? Uh, I came in. Yeah, that's what the cats were saying. Where's dinner? That's what I got home at like 10 after 10. The rest of the time, I had to call uh, Enchantress because she's in South Dakota, I think. Is that where the the uh, Mount Rushmore is? I mean, that's where anything is. North Dakota is... Okay, so she's in yeah. South Dakota. She ran yeah. the Mount Rushmore half marathon. So hmm. I called her and speaker as I'm holding Schmuffin, shoving her pills down her throat. Um, poor Schmuffin. Oh, how, how's she doing? Uh, same as, an update. Ki- kind of the same as last time. You know, she's okay when she has her steroid, her prednisone or whatever it's called. And then she's she's weak. We have to wean her off it, and then hopefully she just stays better. She might need a little kitten MRI after we get back from Europe. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, second summer here. It was like 90 degrees, middle of September here in uh, Pennsylvania, Squeezer. I'm not complaining, though. No. I mean, Well, it was a little humid for me. I no, it. it was a little sticky for this boy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, better than cold. It just means the air can... Well, I froze to death today, so... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. You're gonna. Have I, a... I've actually, I actually found something like where some cabling go, like where like the the air conditioner duct like runs through the wall, <laughs> so it gets a little warm. Right. So I just press my legs up against it underneath my counter and heat myself via uh, uh, via heat thermal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have some. Uh, you're gonna have some nice um, weather tomorrow for your golf. Squeezer, I'm excited. Yes, but you'll be in the truck. So. Yeah, and it again. Yeah. yeah, but not until I, I, you know, we set up, and then it's that hurry up and wait. So I got a couple cigar cigars, and I'm just, oh, you know, stand there and watch gentlemen golf. Cigars, huh? Yeah, it's a hard job. I have to do shitty baseball again tomorrow. Oh, don't say that. Why? Because it's the future, and you don't know, and maybe it will be good. Well. I mean, by the time they hear this, it will have been played, and they'll know it sucked. So, uh, okay. Uh, we don't have a lot. We're recording this uh, two nights after we recorded the last show, right? Two nights, three nights. Yeah, it's been two, two, three nights. Three nights. Wednesday, and then so we record Wednesday. Friday. Then there was Thursday. Yeah. Then there was Friday. So two nights in between. You used your fingers, didn't you? I did. I did too. I had my uh, socks off in case I needed to go further. <laughs> Um, I don't think we've ever gone that long without a show that requires socks off. Yeah, I never have my socks on just in case. You know, 
You never know when I'm going to have to do math. You got to air those little guys out. I yes. do. I kick my socks off. Ask Enchantra. She hates it. I just leave them where I come in. Kick my socks off right away. Some people drop their pants when they come in the house. I need to get my fucking socks off. Oh, you really are my wife. <laughs> That's right. The same person. Uh, so there's no like news per se to talk about. But we're still in uh, September. Uh, and mm-hmm. we're still going through our year of 1994 squeezer yes last the first week we did television then movies and last week we did video games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that looks like a video game and then tonight we are doing what uh it, it's the uh the, the partner in crime to said video game it's it's the junk food ah the junk food I'm here. I know you guys wanted me here oh, no. tonight. Oh, hi, Squeezer. Oh, I love when you sigh. I, I, it seems like you don't want me here, but I know you do. I, are you just putting on airs for the the people at home so they think that there's not something going on between us? I don't I don't know what you're there's doing. There's nothing going on between us. It's oh, well, you're married you... now, but back in uh, back in school, there was so much between us. The longing stares. Uh, you could have been staring at the tray of muffins that I opened out of the packages and dethawed while, you know, you were in the milk line. But uh, I was pretty confident you were staring right into my eyes, not my blueberries. Or my other blueberries, if you know what I mean. Were you looking at the girls? Ah. Uh. I mean, they kind of hang down to my waist where the tray of muffins <laughs> were, so it makes sense if you were. Oh, do I know junk food. Squeezer was my little handy snack that I'd dip in my cheese. (laughs) Such a sweet boy. I'd let you lick off my Dorito dust anyway. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds really gross. Don't even worry about it. It's just you and I had a relationship where you were a hungry little boy and I fed you really well. And yeah, they weren't Doritos. They were, you know, off-brand tor- cheese, tor- cheese product tortilla chips. But they were still delicious. And you're like, can I please have another helping of the cheese brand tortilla chips? And I'd pile them on your plate because you were just a sweet boy and I couldn't resist those little cheeks and that smile. It was fun. Oh, the chocolate pudding cups, though, were your favorite. Oh, he'd get every last inch of pudding, every last drop of pudding out of that cup. And, you know, you can't do that with the spoon. you got to use your fingers. And sometimes I would use my finger and let him lick it off. We did it, you know, when no one was watching. I'd be like, let me get the pudding out, Squeezer. And he'd just smile and eagerly wait with bated breath. And I'd scoop it out slowly <laughs> and pull it up to his sweet little cheeks. And he'd lick it off so eagerly. And I thought he was going to bite my fingers off sometimes. He liked that pudding so much. Do you remember that squeezer? When we'd have pudding together? <laughs> you were my little pudding. Oh, thanks. You still Wait, are. no, stop. <laughs> you still are. I'm the victim here. Lunch lady, you're being inappropriate. And my God, were you grooming him with food? That's what it sounds like. I was grooming no one. He, I barely groomed my own hair. He, uh, he just, I fed him. And what's so wrong with that? I'm a lunch lady. A lunch lady's job is to feed a boy. And he was a boy who I fed. 
There was nothing torrid about it. Unless you wanted to be. Do you want to be torrid with me, Squeezer? Huh? Should we get some pudding? <laughs> Hot pudding with the skin on it? At lunch, lady, you are being <laughs> inappropriate. I mean, he was a young boy. He's an old boy now. <laughs> I think she just refused to call you a man. <laughs> that must be her fantasy. Oh, you shut up. You don't know anything. All right, I have to go. But have fun talking about snacks. This is going to be my favorite episode. I won't tell the listeners what I'm going to be doing while you talk about food, Squeezer. But you know what I will be doing. You know. Bye, everybody. Eat well. God, she's a pig. Uh, yeah, I mean, apparently you were too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. A woman scoops chocolate pudding out with her finger. You're going to eat it. Chocolate pudding. Uh, when her nail came off the one time. That was just gross. There you go. You're uh, adding to the canon, Squeezer. I appreciate I, it. But I can't, yeah, you just build on this awful, awful world. <laughs> Um, uh, I had a request. One day, some talented, talented people are going to take this and do something with it. I, I, well, let's hope. I mean, I'd be, I'd be honored. Uh, I had a request, uh, Squeezer, for an, an impression, and I know everyone's groaning. It was not Vince McMahon. It wasn't Ultimate Warrior. It wasn't even uh, Alex Jones. I had a request to do uh, Randy Savage. But he said use the megaphone. So do you want to hear from Macho Man? Oh, absolutely. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah, Squeezer, I don't know what you think about that lunch lady, but it's freaking me out. She had lust in her eyes when she was looking at you, talking about food, brother. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the microphone works for Savage. Because yeah, it, it sounds like he's calling into a radio station. Yeah, well, that's that's the gig. That's why Howard uses the because they're the, yeah it's calling in. I get I get that. Yeah. When you do, Randy, you gotta get close to the mic, and get intimate, so you can pull back whenever you. Look. And thank God for Sid Justice, because without him, who knows how the wedding would have went. <laughs> non sequitur, Randy Savage. No context. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, sorry, Tony. I'll, I'll work on Randy with the yeah. You gotta use the megaphone. I'll do, I gotta do it. Mouth of how mouth uh, yeah. Mouth of the South. Jimmy Hart impression. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> do that on the microphone. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, the mouth of the South. Jimmy Hart. <laughs> the nasty boys. I can't do Jimmy Hart. Come down to my bar and tell I got canned beer. I can't do Jimmy Hart. I can't beer. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. He's got like, yeah, baby. We uh, or Jake saw. Him. I saw him in Florida. Jake saw him at the Wawa across from Iron Pig. Uh, Iron Pigs. What really? Yeah. Not. What was recent, that? A couple of years ago. He got stared down. You have to mm. ask him the story. Um. Shall we start the show? Um. Uh, sure. I mean, this might be an hour and a half show because we don't have fifty hours of preamble. I I know people are gonna like hit their button like a thousand times and then they're like wait this is the show's over this is usually what, what where happened? i go to get to the topic <laughs> yes all right you go first this week handsome i believe oh fun there it is i think this pick is related 
All right. Well, you cut me off. I was about what? to play your your hit, but what? are you done? What? What do you mean? I was about to play a clip, and they started talking. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I I didn't want to like some of these are I'm going to North. You know, this one gets a little tricky as to what we're you know talking about. I All think right. this one's actually related to what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Here it is. Here in Mrs. Stone's kitchen, we've secretly replaced Jimmy's usual pop tart with a Pillsbury toaster strudel. Let's see if he notices. Whoa, what's this? It's a Pillsbury toaster strudel. It's like a Pop-Tart. But better. It's got flaky crust, juicy filling. And check the icing. Where'd this come from? From your grocer's freezer. Cool. It's Pillsbury toaster strudel. Something better just popped up. Yeah. Why are you whispering? Yeah, that's junk food. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I just meant, like, my clip necessarily related to my topic per se what's your topic oh no toaster strudels like i had yet to stretch a little bit with these that was a toast- not everything ha- yeah well this one ha- this one had a commercial not everything i have has uh, a commercial. you were preambling you all your clips yeah yeah i'm cutting cutting off at the chase here or whatever i thought you were talking Actually, about i think i just stole tv shows i thought you were talking about the specific clip you should have did the preamble when it made sense that didn't make sense oh well sorry well you're welcome wow you take one trip to france and all of a sudden <laughs> listen here in paris oh. france we preamble when we're ready for it well uh, i forgot what my first pick was so toaster strudel yeah i i so i know they didn't come out in 94 but 94 was the big like kickoff year they're actually out for almost like 10 years before this oh. uh in like the mid 80s they started like pitting the market here and there but it wasn't the big advertising campaigns and their their um catchphrase of something better just popped up uh that was 94. 94 is when they like they took the gloves off and it was like the attitude error of toaster strudel and they're like fuck you pop tart mm-hmm. we're better. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know where you stand on this side. Of- I have a feeling I know where you stand on this side of the fence. Um flaky things probably make you feel uncomfortable, don't they? No. no. I like I like toaster strudel. Or is is it you do. Toast strudels is kind of a pain in the dick, though. I like popcorn. Ah, uh, I know. It's the it's the uh, putting the icing on that you're like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. You're like halfway through. It's already toasted on the plate. You're halfway through of putting the icing on, and you just throw it in the trash and go and get a <laughs> pop tart and eat it cold. Nah, and I wasn't a big like. As I got older, and these came like you said, '94, they started like mark marketing hard, and people were buying them. I was not eating breakfast as much, I, and I never eat breakfast anymore. So, nah. Um, no, well, you know me; I was always a big breakfast person. But yeah, this th- isn't th- necessarily th- my think, bre- kind of breakfast. Yeah, I think like, your dream is you've professed your dream in life to have a flat top in your kitchen and just work on <laughs> home fries with a pitcher of eggs all day. You want to be a short order cook in your house, I think. So so when I came in to work this morning, there is that uh, thing going on in the garage. And, oh, yeah, right, the Blackstone. Um, yeah, and uh, w- one of our employees was there, and she was coming out, and I guess she was like the one of all of us that you threw to the wolves. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, and she's like, oh, why don't you come over? You just make a box, and then they have breakfast stuff there. I'm like, wait, what? 
She's like, yeah, there's bagels. I'm like, yeah, but I just saw a griddle. Oh, they don't know you don't like why, cream cheese? Why Why is there not... There's a griddle there and you just have bagels? She's like, yeah, I think that's for burgers later. I'm like, but there's a griddle there for breakfast. Like, someone should be making bacon and home fries on that right now. <laughs> it's just wrong. And I'm like, I'm going to get one of those like for my kitchen. I'm going to get another one for my outdoor kitchenette. And then I'm going to get one. Of, oh, I have a coffee bar in my bedroom. I'm going to get one for my bedroom. So then I can just wake up and make home fries and bacon in my bedroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a terrible idea. I'm probably going to need a hood, so I might just put it in the bathroom. And I can just turn on the shower fan and use that instead. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be fine. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but m- when you're in a rush, you can't always just make home fries and bacon every morning. I mean, you can, but just got to wake up early enough. Uh, in our household, and I think my mom, it was one of those things where it's like, she she grew up a good, like, German girl. Like, everything was, like, strudel in the house. And there was, you know, my great-grandmother baked stuff. My grandmother baked stuff. So it was almost like pop tarts were junk food. You're not eating this garbage. This is not breakfast. This is candy in a shell. Oh, my dad loved pop tarts, so we always had pop tarts in the house and toaster strudel. I can absolutely see your dad eating. Pop-tarts. Oh yeah, I love the cinnamon brown sugar. No, I think pop tarts. <laughs> Those are uh, they are good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But she bought into the marketing of toaster strudel like it was this delicate, flaky baked good. And, I mean, it really is just death in a toaster, you know, sitting right next to Pop-Tarts. Uh, so, yeah, this was kind of like our go-to uh, every morning before school. Just fire down some sugar in you and then kick you out the door. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure if I was going to be staying home, she probably wouldn't have put that in me. <laughs> Sorry, you just oh, gave me... This. He's oh. the teacher's problem. Just give me an opening. Oh, oh boy. I never liked when anyone put anything in you but me. Oh, I remember you used to come back and say, Man, lunch lady, do you have any toaster strudels back there? And I said, I have strudel for you, but it's not the toaster. <laughs> Ew. Ew, lunch lady, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. All right, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Hold on, I got one more one about a meat toaster. <laughs> get out <laughs> God, all right, uh, I'm she's sorry. clearly going to be the third mic on this show <laughs> fuck um yeah and you know and then of course you had your adorable Pillsbury Doughboy as well they, oh. they tried uh, there was different tiers of marketing like they they went after everyone it was smart like they went after like my mom like this is a Pillsbury toaster strudel. It reminds you of your childhood, the fresh baked goods, and then it, and then it's like the Gen X or Gen Y, whatever the hell we are. Uh, hey, dude, toaster strudels are awesome, man. Don't let your parents know how cool they are because they're dumb and they think they're giving you something healthy where it's really shit. You know that kind of right. So it worked out because they sold a lot of these, and I mean they're still around. I could, I haven't had one in quite a while. Um, it, it's the only disadvantage to them over the Pop-Tart is Pop-Tarts are one of those things where it's like you can just grab and go and like literally just eat it out of the wrapper and it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. which you can't, toaster strudels are, you know, they're frozen. So 
you actually have to toast them. Mm-hmm. And only a weirdo would walk around with a toaster, you know, <laughs> never knowing. I'm uh, sure if you could find a way to like somehow uh, can, can, battery what's operate the a toaster, you gold would. mount a toaster. Yeah. They drain a fucking much. gold mount in like 20 minutes. <laughs> That's only like four toaster strudels for you. I, I, don't, I don't think one would last. I think it's a, I think it's an amperage issue. Mm-hmm. But we'll work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll yeah. work on that. Yeah. yeah. Don't stop believing. Never. Um, toaster strudel. Got any more? No, 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 no. We can wrapping up that topic. Yeah, we can wrap up. To- I I kind of could go for one now. Which did if you had one though? What what's, what was your? I think strawberry was the one we always. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was a strawberry guy myself. Yeah. I think out of all the artificial reduced like. Faux but real, like fruit fillings. Strawberry was always my favorite. It had that pretty good. Yeah, snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Blueberry is always iffy, because it felt like they always made blueberry too sweet. Blueberries are, are have more of a base, even sometimes bitter taste to them. Mm-hmm. They just make them too sugary. Earthy, earthy. Yeah, earthy. Thank you, earthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. All right. Here is my first pick of junk food. In celebration of the Winter Olympic Games. Oh, she's fallen a couple times. Come on, hon, let's break for lunch. McDonald's brings you Olympic twist fries. Crisp, golden, lightly seasoned spirals are February's taste of the month. McDonald's Olympic Twist Fries. Inspiration with a twist. This month only. Now, I couldn't find any proof that these were out here. I had no idea these existed, but they did in 1994. McDonald's sold curly fries. Damn. I just had a big bag of those today. Mm, Arby's? Carl's. Ah. Are you kidding me? As soon as I saw that crew, my eyes lit up. Oh, yeah. Carl's Corner. They're on the verge of opening one up in Nazareth, right? That's too far away. I need them. No, I mean, if if you're at Nazareth, that's also Carl's. Oh, yeah. Oh, since I lost my cheese place, they might as well give me a Carl's. So I found this article on MASH about McDonald's and Olympics long storied history. It began in 1968. Uh... As they say, the story goes, McDonald's delivered hamburgers all the way to Grenoble, France, to U.S. athletes who, quote, deserved a break that day. The market right down the street from where you're at right now? Yeah, I wish someone could deliver some burgers to me, but I like cheeseburgers, please, McDonald's. The marketing stunt paid off and set the... Give me nuggets. I don't want burgers. The marketing stunt paid off and set the fast food chain on a path to become the sponsor of the iconic games in 1976. Now, the Washington Post says the Golden Arches sponsored the Olympics for four decades until 2017 when they announced their parting ways. Um, some, some memorable campaigns. Mocked on the Simpsons was in 1984 uh, when they had the promotion that involved giving away menu items based on U.S. US athletes winning events. Um, which was Krusty Burger was doing it uh, in one of their flashback episodes. Remember that, Squeezer? Yes. Yeah. 
I, re- I recall I think it was, the concept. Uh, and Lisa makes three. I think that was the episode it was in. When they, they detail him getting pregnant with Lisa. Or maybe it was maybe it was Lisa's first word. It might have been Lisa's first word. But but Krusty was like, Oh, you guys are bankrupting me. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh in nineteen ninety four, McDonald's changed up one of their most beloved staples in anticipation of the Olympic Games in Lillehammer, Norway. During the 94 Winter Olympic Games, McDonald's sold Olympic Twist Fries, also known as Curly Fries, for a limited time at participating stores. In the commercial, which we just heard, there was a young girl practicing her figure skating routine. Dad watches on, and this is a, like, a, like a bad sports dad in the 90s, as his daughter falls in the middle of the ice on a twisting toe jump. She takes a break. He goes, all right, let's break for lunch. They take a break, and he, they eat these Curly Fries before returning to the ice, and she achieves the perfect jump. Um, and then the dad, this is the dad looks at it like almost as if he would, she was inspired by the salty, greasy fries. Hmm. Yes. I mean, I'm inspired by salty, greasy fries. Uh, uh, yeah. So far, the only people like, like, like Arby's does curly fries. Arby's tried to do other fries. It doesn't work. Arby's goes back to curly yeah. fries. Yes. Sheets is now doing curly fries. They're not as good because they're oil. They fry everything in the same oil. Yeah. Arby's probably only has oil. Arby's has like a probably specific fry oil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, Arby's still tastes better. And also probably it's probably all the, the combination of hair follicles and skin and like just mm-hmm. all the uncanny things that fall off a person's face because they're not taking proper precautions in Arby's because they're, you know, they're filthy. That's what makes it taste good. Yeah, I know. I was in an Arby's and I saw a roach crawling on someone's head at the register. (laughs) And then I placed my order. (laughs) Uh, I guess they uh, didn't go completely away, even though they're supposed to only be out for February. Uh, McDonald's tried various versions uh, like one in Singapore that was flavored with salt, pepper, and crab. Ooh, actually, it doesn't. I like crab. Like when you say crab, like actual crab, not like crab fries where they put Old Bay on. Correct. Here it would be I, Old would Bay. Probably, I'd probably prefer just cra- uh, fries that taste like crab. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, I am mad that I never got to try McDonald's curly fries. Or Olympic twist fries, I'm sorry, uh, back in 1994. Squeezer, we are a half hour in, and we're going on your second pick. We are making good Whoa, time. Whoa, this is a groundbreaking this episode. Groundbreaking. You're all, all, all a part of history here. Here we go. Yeah, but hey, don't get up. Call Pizza Hut. We deliver everything you crave. Irresistible Pizza Hut pizza, loaded with any of our mouth-watering toppings, your favorite garden vegetables, or perfect pieces of pepperoni, all dripping with our hot, delicious cheese. We've got the pizza you want, the way you want it, delivered right to your door. Now at Pizza Hut, any large two-topping pizza is $6.99, minimum two for delivery. So call for your large two-topping pizza for just $6.99 today. Calls for call for yours today. Yeah. Uh, so it's just so basic. Um, to be to be fair though, that commercial is a little inaccurate. You didn't have to call if you were in a Santa Cruz. 
Okay. You could have gone on the internet. No. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You could have gone on, uh, gone to PizzaNet and uh, ordered a pizza online. Surfed the World Wide Web? The World Wide Web in 1994. It was the first thing sold online that they can that they have cataloged. Oh. Like like uh, not like a Craigslist kind of like hey hey it's some professors like I have a jacket with patches on the elbows anyone want to buy it? I'm sure that happened before but this was like the first company selling something online. And it was Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. And they did it in 94. Okay. Uh it was specifically developed uh by a local Pizza Hut chain in um in California, of course. Uh, and the website was very <clears throat> 1994. In fact, you could go there. Um, you, you can't just type in, like, Pizza Net or whatever. You got to go to the Google Internet Wayback Machine. The first link takes you to the web page that existed, that what it looked like. Um, Welcome the to Pizza Net. Pizza Hut site. Is it a Pizza Hut one? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. It, it is Pizza It's it's Pizza Hut's it's, website. It's they black just and white. Basically, yeah. Um, it, this is exactly what it looked like back in the day. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it's server. It's based off Pizza Hut's website. It's just a hidden page. When you fill it out and you click continue, it links you directly to the website, and then you order your pizza. But it, it's funny because like this was groundbreaking at the time. You just put your name, your address, what pizza you want, and a phone number because. They were worried about people. At, even in 1994, they were worried about um, internet trolls. <laughs> just spe- in 1994, Pizza Hut was aware enough of internet trolls that they would just kind of spam them and order a thousand pizzas. So you had to put your phone number, and someone from that Pizza Hut would call you just to confirm, "Hey, you order the pizza, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said yes, and then they deliver a pizza to your house. It's amazing. Now there's an app for that. Yeah. Now I just now I get off work and I'm walking off a ball field and I'm filling up my Domino's order so I can pick it up on the way home and eat half of it before I get to my door. It's amazing. Pretty insane. It is weird. Like only like like how the, is it? There's a mom and pop. What's that? What the fuck? Fucking COVID. It's a Saturday night. Uh-huh. And Pizza Huts are all closed at 11 p.m. Did we? Dis- uh-huh. I think we discussed this before. Yeah, cause you want it. You want a pizza right now, don't you? I do. I was just seeing right. if they, they were open, and they're closed at 11. Like, what the fuck, Pizza Pizza Hut? And like, what is Dom? What time is Domino's closed? Oh, uh, I don't think Domino's does close. <laughs> they sh- as they shouldn't. I mean, if that's the case, just open later. You're better off not being open for lunch and being open till 3 in the morning. Right. Domino's is open the 1 a.m. See, that's what you. That's how you should do it. Winners. Are you ordering Domino's? No, no, I don't really want a pizza. You can. Just give them my address. <laughs> Have them deliver it to the uh, egress window in the back of the house. <laughs> Fucking Pizza Hut should be ashamed of themselves. Seriously. What do you think you are, Papa John's? Yeah, really. Ugh. I mean, we're not live, so if you want to stop down and just run out and go to like a little Caesars or something, I will too. 
<laughs> See who could finish their hot and ready. Well, it's gonna be you. We'll race you. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, going all the way back to 1994, you could uh, fill out a form online. Mm -hmm. It would go through the internet to Wichita, Kansas, bounce around in a server there, um, and then come back to California and. Uh, Give them uh, your order information, and then they then they would call you, then make your pizza. I don't think you were getting like live up to date scoring about your pizza and how it's being made and when it's in the oven and who's making it. But eventually, like twenty some years, they got there. That's true. But yeah, nineteen ninety four was really the beginning to all our problems. Uh. Easy online access to obesity. PizzaNet. Did you ever use this? No. Well, I was. I didn't live in Santa Cruz. Oh, that's true. But it didn't like expand to other places. It was just there, and then no, no. I think it was a little own. too niche, a little too early for its time. Okay. Is that it? Are we gonna have the shortest show ever? I think no. I mean, just by us just bullshitting. I. I don't know if we'll ever... We can try to do a show and beat the first one. I think that was like 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. We're 34. We're going to have to finish yeah, pretty I, quick. I don't know how the hell we did a show and how we got... Even like right off the bat, how we could get 10 topics in in 45 minutes. Ooh, we didn't have 10 topics in the first show. Oh. We were just going off that script I made, remember? Oh, yeah. We talked about Batman. Well, it was actually like a real podcast, and then we just went off the rails yeah, and we had yeah it, literally episode two They're like you know by the second season they really found themselves now nah, by the second episode we you know i would say it was the third one where we just decided oh yeah this whole like not cursing and being family friendly and talking about what yeah. we're talking about wasn't gonna work it wasn't until the first time we really went long was the first um and it was it was the first ever restaurants we went back or something show which was really popular at the time. We uh, that was our first show we did remote. Yeah, that's when it kind of just went all downhill. Someone asked me, it's like, oh, d d it doesn't work, right? Like you, you kind of wish you guys could be back together and and be in the same room, and you just don't have that like that vibe. Like, no, we're in the nope. same room so much that it's fine. We're used. Yeah, yeah, and it's better. And I point out too, it's like even when we are together, half the time. I'm talking to you with headphones and a microphone. Yeah, we're this is like, like being on a yeah, being on a remote. Yeah, it's like through yeah, headsets. It's like, this yeah. is like work. This is no different than this is how we talk to each other probably fifty percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's no I, I think it'd be tough to interview guests. I think Howard Stern struggles with guests. I think guests over this is hard, which is how we've done guests. Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to talk to a guest face to face, I would assume. But uh, for us, it's easier. It's always been easier since since we've gone remote, and since we went fully remote, it's the show's really evolved and been yeah. way easier to do. We wouldn't have been able to keep our once a week pace if we tried to do it together. No, it was impossible. Right. There was there was no way. And now that and then when we found like to do it on a scheduled basis, like this time every week, it just made life so much easier. Mm -hmm. You speak. When are we going this week? And what time? And it would be like Thursday at one in the morning. <laughs> Yep. 
But now we are doing Saturday. At ele- it's eleven oh three p.m. But people no, don't know it's that. I Wednesday, mean it's, and you're and it's. I'm in uh, Perry, so eight, it's eleven. It's eight a.m. there. It's eight a.m. Mm-hmm. And it's four a.m. on Tuesday here. Uh, the I, I got up early. The Emmy squeezer. Um, I'm going to be watching from the future. On, I got I got to talk to Enchantress. This is this is going to be tricky. She has to get up early in the morning to run a marathon, but mm-hmm. I have to get up at two in the morning to watch the stupid Emmys to see if we stupid won. So it's like I, 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 I'll probably wake up at two and just stay up until she gets up to uh, and let her know we lost. <laughs> yeah, and Six that years. I got up for nothing. And then be really tired the rest of the day. Well, I mean, it's two in the morning. Just don't go to bed. No, I think it's Germany. So I think I could drink enough beer that I pass out early, Squeezer. Ah. Yeah. And then oh, that's a good excuse. Set my alarm clock for one fifty-eight. I also have to check mm-hmm. and see if I'll be able to watch that over there. I might have to get one of those v- VPNs. Vipens. Ah. Uh, what time is that over here? Seven. I think it's seven here. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Oh, do you want me to like call? I give you a wake up call. Well, I'll have a different number, but I, I'll, I'll let you'll obviously know it by then. But no, I don't want to wake her up. That's the problem. I got to figure out how to how to do it without waking her because she's got to she's got to sleep as much as she can because she has to wake up and run 26 fucking miles. I just have to watch a stupid like suck your own dick award show. Uh huh. And this I is mean, local Emmys, so don't they're not even get too excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's... laughs> uh, we manage in the smaller markets to find a way to suck our own dick, just like they do in Hollywood. <laughs> suck our own ass, we should say. We all have asses. Yeah, yeah. We, we should, all have asses. We should, well, yeah. not everyone. Not everyone's Probably got at least one person out there. I don't have an asshole. You're <laughs> yeah. being now. We got to cater to them. Yeah. I mean, really, the whole point of it is that you get this thing, and now you get to make a commercial about yourself that you have one of these things. No, 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 Squeezer, 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 you get to make a commercial. Shit. (laughs) God, I hope we don't. (laughs) No, I definitely do not want a commercial, Squeezer. Come on. Okay. We just the Amish outlaws are planning a giant party. That that's the only reason I want to win. That's the only yeah. That's there. So I got to call them back. They left a message at the studio. If you want to look up a fun band, the Amish outlaws are one of the most fun bands on the planet. Um, and they their show we did is nominated, and they are they are ready to fucking party if we win. I'm yeah, like, I want to win. I want it. I want to win for them. Yes. Not for yeah. I didn't get in this for awards. I got in it for the art, <laughs> and the um. I got in it for the super shitty baseball. <laughs> I got into it because it's the only place that you can go if you don't have a very specific skill set and you can make a living. <laughs> but we do have a very specific skill set. Yeah, I, uh, right, it's very yes. limited to this job. I would not. It's, it's li- oh I would, yeah, it's I would not succeed anywhere like, else. If the shit hits the fan, I'm Her working fucked. at Amazon. Yeah, I'm stocking shelves at Target. All right, I guess we'll move on to my pick. Uh, my sure. second pick. Here it is. 
Another day, another hope. Is it pizza? Another sandwich. Oh. Would it be pizza, would it? Oh. You know, pizza would be really good. We got the hint. Presenting Lunchables Pizza. Three real crusts with all the toppings. Fun to make and eat. No need to heat. Pizza? Thanks, Mom. Lunchables brand pizza from Oscar Mayer. Is it pizza? Lunch will never be the same. Now, this might have came out in 95, not 94, Squeezer, or 96 even. I don't know. I don't care. We're talking about it here. Oh, I even changed one of my picks because of that. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> I, for some reason, I remember having Lunchable pizza in 94. I could be wrong. I definitely had Lunchables in 94, so whatever. Um, you know Lunchables are 33 years old this year? No shit. Really? Yes. That does sound like a late 80s kind of... They were Oscar Mayer was looking for a way to repurpose bologna because it was losing popularity in the mid eighties. So you they make it sound so appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they made them for adults too, like they were never meant for kids. Um, like when they made they they thought they they were making something in lines of TV dinners. Oh, like a you grab this and take it to work with you kind of thing. Yeah, or like for dinner, like just come home and just, or for like a lunch, just come home and eat it. Have a vacuum packed bologna meal. Uh huh. <laughs> Which I, I mean, still sure, really they target that divorced dad market and they make a killing. Right. We, we listen. We talked about it a few shows ago. Uh, we were doing a basketball tournament, and I knew we didn't have time for lunch, so I was stopping for ice and soda, and I bought thirty lunchables, but they were those healthy. I'm not healthy. They were those nat- natural style with Triscuits instead. Yeah, they, they had earthy toned colors and uh, yeah. like script writing on it. So it's healthy, yeah. <laughs> it was like I brought manna from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers devoured those things. And I had one too. They're quite delicious. Right, Asiago and turkey and there's like a buffalo chicken one, right? Oh, I had like, yeah, I had... One of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I was like, I, I'm going to get shit for buying them Lunchables, but everyone was like, these are great. Thank you. I'm like, oh, it's easy to please. <laughs> so, yeah, um, they did have the adult style, which we talked about when they originally came out. They had, like, the chocolate mint in it, and it was, like, the full. It was more like the meat in those fancy Lunchables, you know, and two kinds of meat. Remember the adult ones that came out in the bigger trays? Oh yeah, that, I mean when the original lineup of Lunchables came out. Yeah. Um, they currently have an eighty-four percent share of that market, the combination lunch market. You know, other people try to make them now. They're like more yeah. popular than ever. Like everyone has different versions of like the snacks, like the the, mm-hmm. the charcuter- charcuterie boards. Yeah, um, and they, they mark, and then they also mark them as like the healthy of like the energy ones, where it's like a bunch of nuts pro- protein. And, like, jerky, yeah, the protein. protein yeah. Ones. Yeah, uh, there's around-the-world styles, Asian-style barbecue chicken, Mexican-style chicken tacos. Uh, la- and in 19... I'm sorry, in 2017, Kraft Heinz sold $1.36 billion of Lunchables, Squeezer. That's a lot. Yeah, and it was up 19% over a three-year time horizon. 
That's insane. Lunchable still, 33 years later, sell like fucking crazy. I mean, they're they're fun, right? They're easy. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. who doesn't like, everyone likes lunch meat and cheese. Like everybody and crackers. It's like after like like after you come home from a baseball game, like you either you, you eat stuff like chips, cheese, meat. Like you don't make a sandwich. You know what I mean? Oh no. I I did I did it when I got home from the foosball. Yeah, you get like cheese I pulled, and crackers. I got some beer. I grabbed the beer and I pulled out literally my container of cheese, slapped it down, grabbed some olives and I picked a little bit and then I was good. Granted, I had a 4,000-calorie cheeseburger hoagie and uh, you know, curly fries for lunch. And, you know, so I don't have to eat until, like, Wednesday. But It's funny. Um, They tried multiple times to make uh, healthy substitutions. Uh, they su- substituted yogurt for candy in the mid-2000s, discontinued due to weak sales. In 2011, they started selling Lunchables with fruit, discontinued due to low sales. Um, and when they tried early on to ship with apple slices and carrots, they had to scrap the idea because while lunch meat cheese has enough salt to make it last on the shelf for three years, <laughs> perishable apples and, and, uh, carrots can't, uh, you know. yeah. Yeah. Unless you're like your reindeer and you like, you salt your apples for them. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why going back to your other pick with the McDonald's thing, it, it, like, some people are like, oh, well, you know, it's the Olympics, so, you know, it's got to be healthy. And like, No, no, McDonald's is bigger than the Olympics now. No one watches the Olympics. Everyone wants McDonald's. It was a lo- It does nothing for them to market the Olympics. Right. But, like, you would associate, you'd like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was better for the Olympics than McDonald's, and McDonald's had the Olympics. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, Andrew Ruiz who uh, is a researcher at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and the author of Eating to Learn, Learning to Eat, The Origins of School Lunch in the United States, thinks the product has done so well because of how it fits into families' days. He quotes, From a parent's standpoint, you're trying to assume all these different roles when you're putting together a kid's lunch. You're trying to assume the role of nutritionist, chef, entertainer, and almost a psychologist, someone who could get ahead of your kid and know what they want and like. I guess you could understand that they like macaroni and cheese Rui says the idea of it's everything in one package and that all you have to do is purchase this one thing is powerful for parents who can spare a couple extra bucks yeah for me it was always like a treat because they were like not cheap i mean they are cheap but like you know we weren't rich (laughs) so yeah uh we we trick them so you like they like like those yogurt pouch Mm-hmm. kind of things but those are fucking expensive so we just got like the reusable ones that you're supposed to like and on the mark on the packaging it's like oh and you get the fresh fruit and you blend it up and then you make it and you can put these in and they last for like a week and you're no we just then get a big tub of yogurt and i fill up <laughs> little things with yogurt and they're like oh i got yogurt pouches mm. yeah you, yeah it's mind games so I talked earlier about how Lunchables were born. Um, in his book, 
salt, sugar, fat, how food giants hooked us. Michael Moss details how in the mid-1980s, executives at Oscar Mayer noticed that consumers' interest in bologna, one of its key products, was beginning to wane. So the company product developer set out a way to get people interested in bologna again. To dream up something that was livelier than sliced sandwich-ready meat sealed in plastic. After brainstorm and focus groups, a team of about 15 people conceived a bologna-centric lunch product that was portable and because people generally preferred their meat with some accompaniments, included crackers, which Mm -hmm. kept better than bread, and slices of cheese. The plastic tray that they settled on for packaging, which sectioned off each ingredient, was inspired by frozen TV dinners. Ah. Uh, Giudotti told me that Lunchables were originally developed with adult eaters in mind, not kids. It was seen as a convenient solution to lunch for working mothers, working dads, and the like. But the creators of Lunchables aimed younger when they discovered in market research how much fun kids had assembling their meals. Oscar Meyer sh- shifted its marketing accordingly, detecting its focus in focus groups that time-starved working moms might feel guilty about not doing enough for their kids. This was the impotence for that lively yellow box that Lunchables came in. Originally conceived as a sort of wrapping paper, it was designed to feel like a gift to give children as they went off to school. Mm. Crazy. <clears throat> it was. We didn't. We didn't always get them because we got them maybe once. Like or you twice said, a it year, was like yeah. it was like the extra bucks to do it. Yeah. Or it's like, or you can have. Uh, I don't. I don't care if bologna's not marketed well. You're going to have it. Although we got Lebanon bologna. Uh, well, we got Lebanon bologna too, but I loved Oscar Mayer bologna, and I I loved I bologna lunchables were my fucking thing. I don't. As a kid, we never had like Oscar Mayer bologna products and everything was off the deli well because we went up to like the little market my dad would get all yeah his, we always go to that weiss yeah because he he would my dad would go to the little market it's one of those things where he can stand he there had a guy the poor lady for like yeah. an hour yeah yeah oh yeah i talked to sharon and sharon doesn't want to talk to you <laughs> so just let her alone the rejected names for runchables included entrees O N dash T R A Y S. That's good, huh? I do like that. Cracker witches, snackables, and fun meals. Did someone take snackables since? I feel like someone should have done that. Probably. It was an instant hit. Sales exceeded two hundred million in the first twelve months. God damn. No company has meaningfully been able to challenge Lunchable since and the brand advantage was cemented by the introduction in the mid-90s of its pizzas. That is what we're talking about now. <laughs> it, it, the pizza, I still, it's gross as fuck, but I love <laughs> Lunchables pizza. I'll take it, put it together, throw it in the microwave for 20 seconds, and it is delicious. I mean... <clears throat> Initially grossed out moms and focus groups because they're typically eaten cold with unmelted cheese, but it thrilled children who are excited by the prospect of building. They didn't. Children don't care. No. Um, my kid goes into like the the drawer and pulls out like the bag of like shredded mozzarella cheese that you would like put on your pizza. Right. And I she's just walking around eating it. And I can't tell her not to because the only reason she knows she can do that is because she's seen me do it. <laughs> so, so of course, 
people came after them. In 1994, which is where we're at now, I'm talking about, a pediatrician called Lunchables a nutritional disaster. A craft spokesperson responded, this is not some big corporate plot to fatten up kids. This is what we what kids want. There are very few kids out there who eat rice cakes and tofu. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not a plot to fatten up kids. It's a plot to make money off of kids. They, and if uh, they get fattened up in the process, fine. In early 2004, they had uh, high-calorie Lunchables uh, Verity called Maxed Out with deep dish pizza and double stack tacos, but they abandoned them after criticism of elevated levels sugar of sugar, salt, and fat. I mean, these, no one says they're... Do you think they were just dipping their toes, like, let's see how far we can go? Right. But th- here's, my, here's my problem, Squeezer. You pack mm-hmm. your lunch for the kid. It's going to have a white bread sandwich with bologna and cheese and some Ritz crackers. You already have the Lunchable right there. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's what I would. That's what I would eat when I wouldn't have a lunchable. I mean, I'm not saying that it's healthy, but like, it's no different than. I don't know. I think. Oh, we try. They don't. They don't like lunch meat yet. So. Yeah, I love lunch meat. It's the greatest thing in the world. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, but lunch pizza lunch lunchables. I'll st- I could still get one right now. I like. I don't like the pepperoni ones. I like the cheese ones. You get the two types of cheese. You put the sauce. Mm-hmm. You put the cheese on both of them. Or you build all three of them on a plate. Throw in the microwave for like 20 seconds, and they are delicious. I don't know if it's a sauce or what, but fuck, it's good. I'll buy a few. We'll, we'll eat them one day. Okay. Report back. All right, that killed a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, and right, we're catching up now. I think that entire uh, Lunchables pick was as long as our first episode. So It was as long as the first half of this episode. Staying with Kraft, here's your next pick. Ah. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese presents the Flintstones. Watch out for the world's strongest boy Oni. It's Kraft Cheesy Macaroni. It's Kraft Flintstones Macaroni. The macaroni made for the modern Stone Age family. It's cheddar cheese with Oni. So jump in your prehistoric auto. Did you pull that spot just for me? Kinda, because it's it's not directly related to what uh, I did, but I I knew how much you. It's for the movie, uh, right? It, yeah. Oh yeah. It was 1994. It was tied in with the movie, uh, and I wanted these so bad, but in my household, um, I never had like Kraft mac and cheese until I was probably. Like a teenager, if not later. Oh we my got god! All ours. We grew up on it, man. That's all my mom made. Oh, no, never had it. We had White Box Acme brand ah. mac and cheese, and there's something about that that I haven't quite found yet because it's all I want. I I'm fine with Kraft. I get it. I'll buy other store brand. We'll get that Annie shit to trick ourselves into thinking that we're buying healthier. Uh, uh, what the hell? Uh, processed food for our kids, you uh-huh. know, because there's a rabbit on it, so it's got to be good for. Um, but the old school, like it was almost out of like a Wiley e. Coyote Roadrunner cartoon. It was a white box 
with just a red Acme logo stamped on it. Mm-hmm. Where was, was it. where was the Acme back in the day? Uh, down on Grape Street, where it is now a, it's now the Michaels. After Michaels moved like five times, and it used to be the Babies Are Us. Oh right, 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 right. Where the movie theater is. Yeah, it was, it was right, next at the to, other end from the movie. Uh, at the other end of the movie. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, so that that was our grocery store. You didn't go to Wise across the street? That wasn't there. When did that go in? Long, long after. In fact, there was a, a long stretch where there was no grocery store. Like, you had to go... There couldn't have been that long. Place. That Weiss was in there early 90s. There was a stretch where there was nothing there where we had to go up to where the shop right was, which is where the giant was, which then moved across the street and now is gone entirely. All right, all right, all right. The giant dicks. Uh-huh. Giant's that, still there. That, is that still there? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't head up that way. If I do, I just go into dicks to get, like, you know. I go, I go there to get, you know, weights and, you know, workout gear. Cause, you know, so, you know, fit and stuff and guns to go hunt my deer and uh, chairs to sit my ass in. <laughs> so you pick which one you believe. Um. I did buy weights there, and I used them for like a, three weeks, and then fell off the wagon. Um, which, by the way, you have not been mean enough to me yet. Sorry. I'm just getting fatter sitting here. You fat piece of shit. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now you do me. Um, I don't have anything mean to say about you. Come on. I would feel I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to I don't want to say that. I don't believe anything I just said. I did it oh. for you. Uh did you get me a audio slash camera guy for tomorrow? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Fuck you. Um Can I bring my kid? Sure. I'm not like, paying you her. See the, you see this shiny button? That's fine. See the shiny button? When I say up, you push it up. Bring when Uncle Johnny down, into the truck. Down. He could do it. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Yeah, he's not fine running an entire, you know, tournament. It's golf. What's there to do? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I told the story today. Kale was asking me what to wear. I was like, "Don't listen to Squeezer. Wear whatever the fuck you want." I said, "Fuck golf." I was at Sockin Valley. <laughs> you're the you're supposed to tell them there's appropriate attire. Yeah, and the appropriate attire is fuck golf. Um. We were at He's so- an accountant. I'm sure he has a pair of khakis <laughs> and a collar. He doesn't have shirt. khakis, but he has pants. I said any That's pants fine. are fine. Pants, I mean, I'm not wearing pants. It's going to be hot as hell. I'm wearing shorts. Fuck that. So um, I was at Saucon Valley, and I was shooting the Phantoms golf thing for Fulkerson. And I had my Vikings hat on backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I only wear my hat backwards. And some old, decrepit fuck walked up to me and goes, Excuse me, son. I go, yeah. He was... Does that hat turn the proper way? I go, not today. It's broken. Yeah, wise ass, are you? And just walked away. <laughs> I mean, I gotta give you credit. That's pretty. If if I yelled at you for that, I would appreciate that because you know I worked at a. I, although I would never yell at anyone if I worked on a golf course. He's lucky. Years. He, you know me at, at golf course, and he's lucky I was working because if I wasn't working, he I would have said fuck off. Because. <laughs> I hate when people think, tell me how to fuck golf. Sorry, everybody who golfs, listen to the show. <laughs> but fuck golf and fuck your rules. And you, you dress like fucking morons. 
Like, you're going to tell me to put my hat forward? Are you fucking serious, you decrepit fucking mummy? Like, go back to your tomb and leave me the fuck alone. Sorry. It's all right. It's only how half my family makes a living and my first job ever. <laughs> it's all right. Just shit all over it. You're welcome. I'm not going to lie, though. It's a horrendous uh, waste of land, and the, the toxins that leach into the soil and destroy the wildlife is horrific. But, uh, you know, it's a nice relaxing time. Never did it. Don't care to. Although I don't do it myself, so. Yeah, you don't. What do you even no. fucking give a shit about? I, I, I don't know. I grew up around it. I enjoy it. I like driving the carts around. <clears throat> I would just drive around and pick blackberries along the second fairway. You're, you are such a sweet boy. That's the. And then I, I would go that's out. That's the most and, squeezer and thing. Downtime, it is the most squeezer thing you can do, yeah. In my downtime, I'd grab my clubs, go out, and i just hit the ball around by myself and like, oh, you play? I'm like, yeah, I pretty much play every day. I'm like, oh, what's your handicap? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I've never played 18 holes. You were living. I played, that, you're I like, played that one over there. I played that one over there. You're like Jonathan Silverman in Caddyshack too. Be yeah. the ball. If I wanted to be a piece of sporting equipment, I'd be a woman's bicycle seat. <laughs> <laughs> and then the best thing to come out of it was uh, cleaning out carts and a bunch of drunk guys leaving their beers behind and you kind of just stash them in your bag and take them <laughs> home with you and- Ah, oh, yeah. Score free beer. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. God. Look at him. He's drinking that beer. Aha. But then I got I got old enough to um, buy my own mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. You know, I have my own job. And then a uh, friend of the show, Matt, he worked at that shop right that we spoke of. And he he borrowed like an entire pillowcase full of mac and cheese for me one day. And he showed up. He's like, hey. I brought you some mac and cheese. And my mom walks in the room and she's like, oh, that's nice. He got that for you. He's like, yes, I used my discount. You saved 17 cents per box. I think each box costs 17 cents, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know. The discount was more on the 100% side. But, All right. Uh, she was, she's a fairly naive woman. Um, I mean, are we gonna are we gonna talk about ripping off companies we work for? Because I didn't know if we ever wanted to cross that line. I didn't work for this company. Yeah, well, when people used to come into Subway, and we only counted bread. Like that's how you count. Like, like I could uh, like like counting cups. They don't they don't count like the volume of the soda machine. Right. Count how many cups? Right. So we only counted bread. So that's how you kept the count. That's how the the only inventory they took was bread. So my friends would come in, and my one friend, Shane, I'd make him a steak and cheese at Subway that was like triple meat and five times the cheese, <laughs> loaded up to the max. And he was like, this is the best sandwich I ever eat. He was high off his brain. He, him and I would smoke up behind the store, then I'd go in and make the sandwich. Wait, is it the Shane? My brother Shane? No. Oh, okay. No. When you just said he was high off his ass, I just assumed it was the same Shane. No, no, a different Shane. A Shane who... um. He played football, and the coach, he was really good, and the coach hated that. Oh, no. This guy did not play football. Yeah, that's how I knew you would know that this wasn't the same Shane. No, okay. Um, No, this guy guy looked like he would have been part of the Chicago uh, 7. And we used to... six, five. Oh, okay. Yeah, we used to to eat uh, all all that impulse candy for, like, just take it all the time at KB. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They never, oh, really? Yeah. The only thing they ever inventoried at KB Toy Store was video games in the cabinets. Not even the in the clearance ones. You could just come in, fill up a bag, and walk out with them. They'd never know. <laughs> we only inventoried video games. It locked up in the cabinets behind the register. Hmm. You come in and like fill a bag with like eight for ten shadow figures. I mean, just pay the ten dollars at that point if you really want to. <laughs> but you could and just walk out, and we'd never know because literally the only thing they inventoried was video games. Mm. It, not all video games, just video, video games in the cabinet, like those those Genesis version threes that we sold still when I worked there, and the Nomads for fifty dollars that I talked about last week. Yeah. You, oh yeah. yeah. You just walk out with that if you want, and it, they wouldn't care. Just got it out of their system, you know. It would eventually be marked down so low that it'd cost us more to sell it to, to ring it up and sell it to you than it would, you know, if you actually pay. <laughs> the energy consumed right. by the, the cash the, register. Yes, the electricity consumed <laughs> would cost more than the amount of time it took to pay that employee. It would cost more than it was worth to sell it to you. So just take it. Nice. Well, anyway, in 1994, there was some pretty sweet. <clears throat> Look at that. That's a. Uh natural get back into this shit yeah people are like what are they talking about wait 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 we're talking about mac and we're talking about no we weren't even talking about flintstone mac and cheese we're talking about craft Um, you wrote you you did something right yeah and so i would i was this was i want to get the year right but it was fifth grade so i think it was the tail end of 94 it had I was um, and I was the tail end of ninety four and sixth grades and you were in a grade right, below so me. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Uh okay, that might be completely wrong. Doesn't matter, we're here now. Um one of our our, our uh class projects, uh lesson, whatever, you had to write a letter to a company. And you wrote Kraft telling them how much you love their cheese? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so some kids, like, the idea was to, like, write them and ask for samples or get, try, to, try to get something out of someone. So I'm like, Shh, man, if I want anything, I want some Kraft Mac and Cheese because I got this Acme shit at home. And I see the commercials and they got this fancy Flintstone shit. So I write a letter. I wish I still had it to this day. It, it can't exist. I mean, my mom gave me all the stuff that, you know, like, she saved for me. Did they? I, did I they actually send it to craft, or did this? She, your mom just write you back, like, <laughs> like it was Santa Claus. Um, well, no, we, we wrote the letters and then addressed them and then handed them to the teacher and then they mailed them. So um, the teacher just wrote you back like it was Santa Claus. No, I never heard back. Uh. <laughs> other other kids got some really cool shit. Other kids got letters thanking them for their interest. Um, I'm like, why isn't the little craft store where they make the mac and cheese sending me a letter? Not realizing craft is like a monster mm-hmm. conglomerate of foods. Mm-hmm. And I'm just one letter lost in a billion of people complaining that they found a finger or a razor blade or some do, shit in their mac and cheese. Do you remember any of the companies kids wrote to that, that gave them stuff? I I do not remember at all. There's three things I remember from that class. Uh, one is my friend Mike was in that class that turned out to be that guy that years later would call me. I'm like, hey, how's it going? He tried selling me insurance. Ah. Um, 
Uh, the teacher had this cool game where he uh, connected, had a bunch of nails in the board, and then you would use two wires and create a circuit, and the light would go off if you matched the thing right. And he had a bullfrog named Bufo, and it died, and it broke his heart. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. All Fifth right. grade. Uh... But yeah, I wrote, I wrote Mr. Kraft a letter. And uh, he was too busy. Owning the Patriots? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, n- I never heard back. I- I'm pretty sure it was like, Dear Mr. Kraft, I like your mac and cheese. Can you send me some? <laughs> and like, if this fat little fuck likes our mac and cheese so much, he's going to buy it. Why give it to him for free? <laughs> we already got him hooked. Shit. Yeah, the first taste is free, and he's clearly had more than one taste. They could see, like, the, the powder residue was in there. It was like an orange anthrax letter when they opened it. It's like Tyrone. Y'all got any more of that mac and cheese? <laughs> you scratch your chin. Uh, all right. Here is my next 1994 junk food pick. Ah, uh, quarterback crunch from Wheaties. I had this and the, um, I forget what the basketball equivalent was, but before this came out the year prior, they had a basketball equivalent squeezer of little basketballs. I got, I got a, I never really ate Wheaties because I wasn't much of an athlete. So these, oh, cereal. The Wheaties basketball cereal was called Dunkaballs. Dunkaballs. These were General Mills, and this was pure sugar cereal marketed under Wheaties. Now, I still bought this and ate it, thinking I was getting the energy Michael Jordan got from eating Wheaties, even though I was eating corn. I was eating basically Cheetos covered in sugar because it was corn puffs and and sugar. (laughs) Uh, And I liked, I was a kid who. my uh, brother was weird. He liked my brother liked ham radios, police, uh, firefighting, and policemen. Growing up, I liked. This is aside from like he liked GI Joe and Matchbox. I liked WWF and Ghostbusters. That being aside, I loved like professional sports. I loved NFL, MLB, and NBA. I never liked hockey for some reason. Squeezer, never gonna hmm. do it. But I, I like loved. I just watched sports. But you love it now, right? Uh-huh. Um, fucking Vikings. Four penalties in the first three minutes of the game. I was listening to the. I was outside. Uh, we we're uh, doing some stuff outside, and the I had the serious feed up, and the Vikings home guy was like, "Another penalty! It's on us! It's another one on us!" He's freaking out. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I feel your pain, guy. Four penalties. In three min- first three minutes of the first game of the season. So my mom would buy me these these cereals because she knew I liked basketball. She knew I liked football, and it was sponsored by the football. And it had all the team helmets on the back, like the like 
I'd cut out the Viking one. I, I, there's plenty of pictures of me as a kid that show that I was a p- sad, pathetic Vikings fan. But it was it was said it was sweetened football shaped whole wheat and corn puff cereal available for a limited time, and it was marketed under Wheaties. So I'm like, well, Michael Jordan eats Wheaties. I'm gonna eat Wheaties, and I'm gonna be a goddamn superstar. I was just shoving fucking sugar into my mouth. God, I could tell you how many times I was. I remember in 1997, I think it was. I was in class. It was near the end of school when they had the draft. And the Vikings drafted Randy Moss, and I was so excited. I was so excited. Um, they would that 1999 season <laughs> squeezer, Gary Carter, perfect on field goals for the year NFC Championship goes to kick the winning field goal. Misses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like to be a Bills fan. Fuck the Bills, fucking Bills Mafia. <laughs> Speaking of, I bought a box of cereal from the quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Josh Allen. Josh's Jacks. They're frosted blue and red O's. I, they had it at Wegmans because obviously Wegmans is based in Rochester. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'll buy this. This is probably a niche thing. You'll never be able to find. But uh, I'm sure I'll see some Bills Mafia guy using it as the fodder to dive through a table that's not they probably light the box on fire and dive through it next week <laughs> after l- embarrassing themselves to Pittsburgh this past week oh yeah I went there squeezer I went there have fun do it uh, that's it that's quarterback crunch came out in 94 it's 1994 junk food that I definitely should not have been eating but did eat squeezer your next pick number one in the FC East that's now, we true. discovered there is something strange going on in Roswell, New Mexico. Thank you. And we're not talking UFOs. We're talking explosions of nuclear proportions in your mouth, that is. So let's leave it to a little piece of sour candy called a warhead to pack an amazing wallet. Watch. And candy makers warn, eating too many just may knock you into another universe. It's everything you can do to keep it in your mouth. Was that Mark Summers for Unwrapped? Yes, it was. I just stole the clips from Unwrapped. I kept them short so they wouldn't kick us off. Ah, I was. I'm a big fan of Unwrapped. I love that show. Oh, it's great. I love it, and I love his it, just for his voiceover alone. He's like I. I love all like the behind the scenes making shit shows. Right. Um, but having Mark Summers do it, it's kind of like a warm blanket in the process. It's like yeah. oh, my childhood and watching shit get made. Yes. Like, I, I love how it's made, but sometimes you can kind of drift off because they kind of lose. Yeah, like w- watching how machines are made sometimes get boring, but candy is always exciting. Yes. I want to I see the show where they make the machines that make the machines. Like, they're like, oh, this machine makes this part. And it's so specific. Like, that's the brilliance of the engineering is them making this one contraption that does all this. Nothing else makes that. It's this. Everything is so cut. Everything is so, like factory based and like mass produced, and it's easy. It just flies off the line. But that entire line is completely custom built. That's the cool thing to me. Yeah. I I miss doing factory tours. The last one I did doing, with you. I'm guessing was... we're gonna be doing probably doing it again in uh, three months. Last one I did with you, yeah, was uh, Just Born. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Can we do Mike and Ike this time now? Because peeps suck. 
Um, I mean, they're great. Peeps do suck. I, I just don't get it. That lady pissed you off last year from Just Born. I don't know if I'll ever yeah. let you back in there. Um, oh, God. Mike and Ike's are delicious. And hot tamales. <laughs> Anywho. 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 Warheads are pretty good, too. And even though Warheads had been around uh, close to 20 years before 1994, they actually came out in the 70s, uh, they were an Asian delight. Uh, They were mostly based in, they were out of like Taiwan, and they were very regional. And they really didn't hit the U.S. until 1993. Are you talking sour Warheads or hot Warheads? Uh, Sour. Because the hot and sour are both out at the same time. Yeah. Well, uh, the sour sour was like the big push. I, I, the hot were they were all right. I think the sour had more better flavor to them. Because sour sour is more of a flavor versus hot. Anywho, it it, it became like it, it, they really did self market themselves because it became like just a challenge. You would get these, and like, oh, how many can you have? How many can you fit in your mouth? And how many can you have one after the other? And, you know, it's, now it's like, <clears throat> as a kid, it's kind of crazy because it is a new flavor and a new experience. But as an adult, you've had so much shit since then. It's like, you give me a warhead, like, it does nothing to me. Like, okay, it's a little sour. Mm-hmm. Now we're there. And now it's just... And when you're done with it, that's the thing. Like, they're marketed as these crazy sour things. The nice thing about Warheads, though, is once you get through that initial, like, couple seconds, it's not long. It's 30 seconds at most. It's a very sweet, mild candy, almost along the lines of a quality cough drop. Mm -hmm. If you're just one of those cough drop candy eaters. It's like, I need candy. I got a bag of cough drops. Shit. I mean, just... Eat a bag of cough drops during remote to keep yourself entertained. I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but, you know. Well. Yeah, I I think that could cause diarrhea squeezer. Oh. Oh. That explains that. Mm -hmm. Really? Is that a thing? Mm -hmm. Sure is there, handsome. Do you just you want to hear me Google cough drops diarrhea? Go ahead. I'm not going to. You're trying to fool me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm not gonna use the internet. I'm. We're gonna go full 1996 on this thing, and I'm going to experience. You're gonna use Pizza Net? this myself. Oh, I thought you're gonna use Pizza Net. I'm gonna go on Pizza Net, order a pizza, then I'm gonna eat three bags of cough drops, and then see what happens to my body. Um, anyway, the, the base component of Warheads is the malic acid, which makes it so, uh, super sour, and it's very acidic, um, so much so that if it could actually degrade, basically it's candied soda, whereas if you've ever seen the video where, like, a coat, they pour, like, a coke over a steak, and the steak cooks it, because mm-hmm. the acid in the soda basically cooks the steak, um, that's what warheads do. And they warn you uh, that it could cause uh, discomfort. And it could even reduce the enamel on your teeth. 
so yeah, don't don't go too crazy on them. But once you go through them, they're a very mild treat. I actually I I like a warhead. Like if they just made warheads without even the sourness, I I would also eat those as well. But I feel like it's you have to take the journey. Are you, are you all right? Yeah, I had a cough. Oh, you should have had a cough drop, but too many would make you have that. Oh, snap. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Too many of them. I'll shit my pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have that much more because I switched this pick because I followed the rules. And when I was doing my research and I found that my previous pick was actually 1995, so I switched it back. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, screw you, Squeezer. I'm just going to do whatever I want. I do what I want. And all all the fans are going to just be ranting and raving. Do you believe it, the 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 Reddit pages are going to go crazy? Do you believe this episode he talked about something from 1995 and a 1994 show? My lord. I talked about Lunchables and that very didn't really fit into where I was going, so. Yeah, that's a good point. But they're delicious, so that's fine. All right. Shall we move on? Oh, so are Starburst jelly beans. We'll talk about them at a later time. Later time. Fuck Jelly Belly. Here's my next pick. I haven't seen a change like this since I was knee-high to a June bug. And I was as surprised as you are. Well, I should have seen it coming. Maybe so, but now I think we ought to accept this change, embrace it, be positive about it, because change can be very exciting. You're probably right, Mario. I guess I'll get used to Doritos' new bag. There you go. This year's big change is Doritos. More flavor, new shape, new bag. Too bad about the Cowboys, Aunt. They always won when I was governor. <laughs> <laughs> This is a commercial featuring tech, former Texas Governor Ann Richards and former New York Governor Mario Cuomo, father of scandalized, what the fuck's his name? What's Cuomo, the governor who's currently in, got just... New, New York? Yeah. Andrew Cuomo. That's right. I knew I'd think of his name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he says. <laughs> oh, duh, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know you were looking for a name. I mean, people knew who you were talking about. I didn't know when he had his first name. I couldn't think of his name. So is his dad. They're doing a commercial when Pepsi decided to make... Remember when Doritos went from nacho cheese and cool ranch to not nacho cheesier and cooler ranch? Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, New York Times had an article, PepsiCo pushes a star performer. Uh, and they said, what will soon be 20% larger, 15% thinner, and stronger tasting? The answer, Doritos. There's, they spent $50 million to jazz up the corn chip squeezer. $50 million dollars in 1994. It was the costliest redesign in Frito-Lay history. The most it shelled out before was thirty-five million in nineteen ninety-two to redesign the Lay's and Ruffles potato chips. <laughs> Meanwhile, Suzanne Summers is standing there next to some poor kid eating a fifty million dollar bag of Doritos. <laughs> so the question is why? After all, year-to-year -year do dollar sales for Doritos were up six percent, volume was up, and the chips were gaining market share. They're saying, We want more. 
So people, they did, they did group testing and people said they wanted bigger chips, more intense taste. And I still think they should put more of the dust on them, in my opinion. They're not trying to correct the problem, but accelerate the growth of our biggest brand, said Brock Leach, vice president of brand marketing. We're trying to make it harder for other companies to compete against us, like your lunch ladies, cheese flavored tortilla chips, cheese product flavored tortilla chip squeezer. Hmm. He said the redesigned Doritos were introduced in Phoenix and Tucson, Arizona in early September, where he said the brand posted encouraging sales. The new Doritos will be sold in four flavors starting in January. Although each flavor's test, taste will not change, the chips will be coated with more seasoning to deliver a stronger flavor. They'll also have rounded corners. Oh, I guess they still do. Hmm. But to make them, the company has retooled its cutting dies in 23 United States manufacturing plants. Wow. Why rounded? Why why rounded corners? Yeah, well, we go back to the the, the machines and stuff. Like that's not just like oh, you just swap them in right. and out. Like you have to hire and en- there's engineers. Like there's so much involved in just making your corners round. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 1.3 billion sales in 1993, Doritos is the leader in 13.4 billion dollar snack category. Good God. The redesign marks the latest in a series of PepsiCo marketing events that have attempted to bring excitement to brands including Lay's, Wavy Lay's, Doritos Tortilla Thins, and Rolled Gold Pretzels. This is what Pepsi does, giving people something new to talk about. Did you know that? <laughs> and now everyone started pointing the finger that this was going to be bad, uh, but they, they, it, was, it sold. I remember buying cooler ranch doritos excited about that mm-hmm. bowl of ranch on the bag it looked really cool so and it obviously launched and co- coincided with super bowl xxix hang on wait wait slow down 29 29 yeah was that the bills probably 94 yeah 95. Uh, no, no, they were done by then. That was the, was it the Niners. Hold on, I could do this thing called search with Google. Super Bowl XXIX was the San Francisco 49ers won it. And they're playing the Rams. No, the Chargers. Damn. I'm sorry, the Chargers. No. Yes, Chargers. Yeah. Is it Chargers? Yeah, I. Yeah. Fuck, I remember that game. I don't remember that game at all. I I do. That that that, that was when I was in my my full Steve Young. I, I mean, shit, you're a little a little kid, and you had like all the quarterbacks in the world to look up to. It was epic. Did you squeeze her? What? Well, I mean, Dan was still the man. Yeah, he was actually still the man. Um, he's the greatest to never win a Super Bowl, right? Probably yes. The I was excited. Vikings got Warren Moon that year from Houston. Hmm. Didn't last long, but the excitement. But I was still excited. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins won their division that year. Squeezer. They went ten and six. Yeah. 
Huh. Hey, Minnesota. This year might be the year. Minnesota Vikings also won their division. In the playoffs, Squeezer. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan outside of the AFC East. <laughs> Kansas City um, was beaten by Miami in the first round of the playoffs, 27-17. But then Miami lost to San Diego, who eventually went to the Super Bowl in round two. Minnesota lost handily in round one to Chicago, even though they were the three seed. So there you go. The entire NFC North or Central about that. I'm sorry. It was still the Central and the Buccaneers were part of it at that point. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, it was the Vikings, the Packers, the Lions, the Bears, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> and uh, the Cardinals were in your uh, – well, I'm sorry. You're not your division. You didn't like the, the – The Cowboys, Giants, Cardinals, Eagles, Redskins. The West was still the Niners. The, well, the Saints. The Saints weren't in that. Oh, the Seattle Seahawks were still in the AFC at that point. That's why. The AFC East, Weezer, had the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Indianapolis Colts, the Bills, and the Jets. So the Colts were the outlier there. Yeah, things were a mess. Mm-hmm. Well, the East is still a mess. AFC East is still a mess now. Like it's it's basically the AFC Northeast and Miami. Okay. Right. Uh. Oh, let's let's have let's have a let's just talk about divisions. You talk the division show. Comeback player of the year that year was Dan Marino, <laughs> Squeezer. Hmm. All right, my pick is over. Your pick, your last pick. I, I I was so confused. I'm like, okay, my next pick. I'm like, wait, was this one mine? No, your uh-huh. last pick. Here it is. It's good humor ice cream time. Hit it. Mmm, strawberry shortcake. You're looking good. Now give me a rich vanilla ice cream twirl. Yeah, I want a strawberry center and make it cakey on the outside. Mmm, strawberry shortcake, you're looking good enough to eat. Now let's see a big Good Humor finale. Good Humor. The name will take you back, the taste will take you away. Jesus Christ, was this commercial written by your lunch lady? <laughs> My God. They were going for that. It was the old-timey kind of thing. Sexualizing fucking ice cream was old-timey? Oh, no. Wow, I never picked up on that, no. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Strawberry shortcake. <laughs> I, I took it more as like an old-timey, like, jazzy 50s kind of mm, ice cream. Came out pervy. Oh, okay. Well, it might be. I mean, I would have sex with ice cream. <laughs> Wait. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, if, if that was weird, then I can only justify it by saying that Reese's did put out a peanut butter ice cream cup, so I think that's justified. 
Uh, no. Yeah, I guess. What, okay. So, peanut butter ice cream in a chocolate shell? Yeah. It, it basically was just, it looked like a giant Reese's cup, but it was like uh, peanut butter ice cream with the chocolate shell. Okay, then. It was delicious. Honestly, you're still better off just getting a bunch of Reese's and putting them in the freezer. That is better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. N- nothing beats that. I think I think like a frozen candy bar. Some people are very anti that. Really? Why? Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I don't like it. I like gooey. What about Reese's? What about Reese's though? What about Reese's? You don't like a like a frozen Reese's? No, I like it like soft and gooey. Ah. I like it just weird. on the verge of melting. Well, it gets soft and gooey in your mouth. Just hold it there a little bit longer. You get all kinds of layers and textures of flavor. Okay. Give it a try. I've tried it. I'm all right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Holy shit. One of these is eight grams, 42 per... I I don't want to go on the health uh, numbers episode, but one of these little things, and they're not big. It's it's a three-ounce little serving is uh, 42%, nearly half of your daily saturated fat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Little ice cream cup. But they are... Oh, they were delicious. But they you're right. They would go, like, as a kid, like, they seem big. But if you gave me one of these little things now, like, really? And you, you I would I would just pop it like a jelly bean. Like, they're just, it's not that much. But they were delicious. Uh, and they did come out in 94. Uh, Good Humor partnered with Reese's. Um, and, I mean, Reese's is the best. Oh, you don't, oh, you don't even freeze Reese's Pieces? No, God, no. Oh, that's great. Give that a try. I don't know. You don't have to go rock hard. Just just hard enough. Give them a little chill. The chill, it, it uh, kind of adds to the texture. It's nice. You're creeping me out, pal. I, I'm creeping you out? <laughs> that's right. You call me as my molesting lunch lady. I, I, what? That's her. That's not me. I let her into the show. Oh, sorry. You, well, you answer the phone. I do, cause she's she's Radio Gold Squeezer. Yeah, yeah, she is. You know, it's like yeah, we we all got to pay a price, I guess. Ha 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 ha! Money, 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 money. <laughs> Some people pay a little. Dun! Some people pay a lot, but I'm the million dollar squeezer. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm okay with it. You're my million dollar squeezer. Aw, shucks. Um. All right, well, what else you got on this? Oh, they're delicious. That's why I made it number five. All right, um... They're, I mean, what, what more can you say? Good humor looks around and goes, Oh, shit, Reese's is gold. Hey, Reese's, you want to make uh, ice cream? And they're like, yeah, sure, okay. I mean, we're the king of this I, mountain, I, I think but if you want to make us ice cream, go for it. Good humor is doing that with everything. Yeah. All right, my it's my last pick. 
We might not get the two-hour squeezer. Oh, no. I'm sure we can find a way to make it work. Well, I mean, you have. we both have early crew calls in the morning. I'm sweating my balls off sitting here right now without beer. Yeah, I mean, you got to get all the way to, from France to uh, Germany. Germany, yeah. But I, technically, I'm just going to um, Coca-Cola Park again tomorrow. But But when you're listening to this, I'm going... From Paris, France to Berlin, Germany, so Enchantress can run 26 miles for fun. <laughs> Here is my last run for fun pick of 1994 junk food. Dear Blank, this is a television chain letter promoting OK Soda. Tongue of Little Rock, Arkansas, declined a can of OK, then stepped onto an elevator that got stuck between floors for six hours. Happily, the other people in it, mostly third graders, knew an impressive range of knock-knock jokes, and the time seemed to pass quickly. While this is only a coincidence, Tom now drinks several cans of OK each day and shares our belief that things are going to be OK. OK Soda Squeezer. I remember buying this from the Texaco, thinking it's something new, but I didn't get the glib marketing behind it. Remember OK Soda put out by Coke? I, I do not, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, um, like, it tasted like cola, but not like Coke. It was described as citrusier and spicier. Like Pepsi? No, it wasn't Pepsi sweeter. It wasn't it wasn't that. It was more uh drier, I guess you could say. Like a sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. That's a good sarsaparilla. So, uh one of my favorite movies is Days to Confuse, directed by Richard Linklater, but before that he did the movie called Slacker which set the indie film world on fire. It got Kevin Smith to say, "Oh, mainly because like, oh, that's a movie. I can do this." <laughs> I love Slacker. Have you ever seen Slacker? I don't know. It there's no plot to it. It's just people in Texas talking and then it just their story goes on to the next story, goes on to the next story, goes on to the next story, goes on to the next like like you're walking down the street talking about a story and then like you pass this other couple and you pick up their story and they go into a store and then there's other people sitting there and you pick up on their story and it keeps going on and on and on at that that. Oh, you would love this. Yeah, it's a great I love the movie Slacker. It's great. Um, so Slacker made a movie, uh, a movie that made doing nothing, uh, absolutely, uh, nothing look active rebellion. Then Nirvana more than underscored that point with Nevermind, which inspired the 1992 grunge collection that got Mark Jacobs fired from Perry Ellis. I don't know what I'm reading. <laughs> Uh, and that, well, I mean, if they're talking about nothing, Seinfeld also did like the '90s. Meh. So, uh, Coca-Cola decided the youth movement needed a soft drink, and they launched OK Soda. You know why they picked OK Squeezer? Mm, no, because OK beat Coke for the most recognizable word. Coke was number two. Oh, okay. So they made it OK Soda. Okay. The tagline was, "What's the point of OK?" Well, what's the point of anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, 
the whole story behind it is really fucking stupid. So after realizing OK was the only word more universally recognized than Coke, the ad agency creatives commissioned the beverage behemoth uh, to to make a drink because the word captured, as they put it, the Gen X ennui. Uh, TV and radio commercials describe OK as citrusy and spicy, though young consumers often compared it from everything from the soda fountain cocktail known as Graveyard. Um that's everything from the soda fountain. Okay. They're talking about what you do at Burger King squeezer. Okay. I don't think it tasted like that, but maybe it did. Hmm. Whether or not the drinks just okay flavor or the marketing campaign over the top bleakness. Okay. Never quite caught on. Now, um, the pictures were drawn by Daniel Klaus. He okay. did uh ghost world. He did a, uh, he was I like Daniel Klaus, but I know Ghost World is his most famous. Um but yeah, he the the whole nineties like meh like uh blase not giving a fuck. Uh I there's this article on TDM.com how a dominant soda company tried and failed to subvert itself. They were trying to pitch this cola, this cola to the 12 to 25-year-old inhabitants of the Beavis and Butthead zone. Now, Sergio Zyman, who had a hit with uh, New Coke a few years earlier. <laughs> okay. He really did, not knowing it. It made Coca-Cola Classic a huge hit. He uh, was a legend for bringing the world Diet Coke in 1992, which took over Tab and Diet Pepsi as the best-selling Diet Cola in the United States and became the fourth best-selling soda overall. He also had a hit with Fruitopia a year earlier. Uh, Fruitopia was huge in the early 90s. Um, and uh, he decided to make OK Soda because of the one reason. OK was the only word that beat Coke in terms of recognition across all languages around the world. It's a pretty weird way to make a fucking soda. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of an advertising executive openly stating that his product might give consumers a good feeling, but even an average feeling is something to work towards seems both of its time and ahead of its time. Gen X had already been referred to as mopey slackers for years, and its love-hate relationship with mainstream popular culture was the defining aspect of life in 1994. Kurt Cobain died 15 days before OK Soda was unveiled at the Four Seasons. Just two years after Nirvana appeared on the cover of Rolling Stones, Cobain in a t-shirt proclaiming, corporate magazines still suck. In hindsight, weird as fuck. It was one- Okay. Yeah. I see your shtick here now. Ah, uh, it... Did you already, and you just kind of ignored me, or you were just... I was, and then when I realized you were going to... It wasn't until you said it was the most uh, recognizable word. I'm like, oh, well, I have to go What what word do you think I say the most at work on a regular basis when people tell me things? Okay. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Because because it's both acceptive and dismissive. It's I heard what you said. (laughs) I heard you said, I'm going to walk away now into right. my room of toys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's not, it doesn't, it's not positive. In fact, it's the worst possible thing that you can hear. Like, 
wait, now what? Mm. <laughs> you could find like cans and t-shirts like the 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 things have like beverage and air quotes on the cans and it says uh insert recycling message here it's very like blah but I, it never really picked up and it wasn't that good pretty much if it tasted ma- amazing i don't know if what you know marketing campaigns do work so i, I think this one kind of sucked so that probably buried it do you think by trying to market themselves to People that don't have money hurt them. No, they tried to market to people who hated marketing, and they saw through it uh, immediately. So, gotcha. But that's it. That's my last. Wait, wait, wait. But did they? Did they really, or are they just along for the ride? No, they weren't. No, I mean, they. It was like they. Were, I don't know. I, th- I feel like that generation. Uh, well, Kurt Cobain. If you could put the front on, like, like fuck you and your your you're selling me something. I don't want to be sold. Or even like go back to say anything with uh, Lloyd Dobler. I mm-hmm. don't want to sell anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The idea of eighties like ruined the idea of marketing to you, and it made for the probably the greatest decade in my opinion, and probably a lot of people's opinion in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I I think that's where that's the in between. Like they, we 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 get labeled by that millennial brand. But I feel like there's that Gen X where it's like, don't sell me anything. Then there's that the next generation. It's like, uh, sell me everything. But we're kind of in between. It's like, uh, that's why they call us the tweener generation. And uh, there's a billion different names for our generation. Yeah. There's one in particular. But I feel like our generation, we're like, "Uh, let me see what you got. Sell me. We're like somewhere in between. You could... Pitch me shit. I prefer the uh, Oregon Trail generation. That's my favorite title for us. Mm, that's a good one. That was it, though. That's uh, Junk Food in 1994. We managed to stretch it to an hour and 45 minutes, Squeezer. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Uh, I was waiting for you to say okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Fuck. Edit. Shit. Okay. Fuck. Um, well, we're closing out. 1994 next week with toys of 1994 squeezer it was a weird year because that's gonna be tricky it was like a year we were like done with toys but not done with toys i could of course talk about vac man because i put a big fucking black and blue mark on my cheek (laughs) (laughs) on your cheek sure well that was the one you could see squeezer gotcha um, but we'll see what we talk about next week on the Rad Years podcast when I return. Hopefully, they let me back in the country. Um, they like after they do a butthole swab for COVID. Well, at least it's what I'm hoping for. Um, any, uh, anything else? I don't think you? they have me do it. So. Uh, I know this show's not on YouTube, but uh, go on our YouTube and subscribe and uh, comment and hit the bell to get notifications when we do have a live show on YouTube. Also, comment on Apple Podcasts. Do something on Spotify that you do on Spotify if you can. Email us on Mark at RadEars.com. He's Squeezer at RadEars.com. And tell us how much you hate or love us. Uh, we'll be back next week when the- more 1994, our last show before Halloween 2021, Squeezer. Ah. Oh, I know it's coming so quick. Um, that's all. I mean, yay, but no, like it's yeah, not it's going quick. Too Some, fast. It's ninety degrees out. Why? How could we be doing Halloween soon? Ah, but we'll be back next week. I'm RK. 
Squeezer. See you guys. <laughs>